Well, here we are, episode eight on Farringdon Radio, farringdonradio.com. Local people, local stories, local news, local interesting things. I think they are anyway. Um, So we've been going four months now. It's amazing, isn't it, really? Uh, Today we got uh, an interview with Daniel Pullen from the Farringdon Festival. Got that right this time, the Arts Festival. Although do make the mistake during the interview. And also an interview with Pete Rowe, or Peter George Rowe, to give his full name and title. Who's Chief Executive Officer of Decoit Studios out there in Great Coxwell. And also a bit of information about uh, Decoit's The Band as well. Hopefully uh, a new album, um, yeah, not maybe later this year, hopefully. You might have a bit more information about that. They'll also be playing at this year's festival as well. And we'll be having music from the Decoit's, music from Adam Lipinski, playing at this year's uh, Farringdon Festival, and also uh, a new track from Mammoth and the Drum, who uh, hopefully will be playing on the uh, Fringe stage. We call it the Fringe stage, the Portwell Courtyard, uh, part of the Mad Festival stage around in the Portwell Courtyard uh, towards the side there. So let's. Uh, what should we do? Oh, that's a couple of first track. Yeah, we're going to be we're going to be doing to Peter George Rowe anyway, Peter Rowe. So let's have a track from the Decoys to get the evening, get the day going, starting well. In circles for so many years Looking for luck in the lines on my hands Or a fragment of faith in the twist of a car I had a little time to kill So I sat for a year on the brink of this hill And I waited for peace to decide Love 
That was Destiny from the Decoits album released last year. I think uh, at this rate, if we keep playing the number of tracks as we do, because they are one of our favourites, probably by the end of the year we'll have played the whole of the uh, whole of their album. Hopefully, just in time to play something from the new album. Fingers crossed. Anyway, going to go to our interview now with uh, Pete Rowe up at uh, Decoit Studios to find out what, what's been happening in the well today's modern digital age studios and the impact on that and the impact of uh, home recordings and people doing things in their bedroom recording wise that is and uh, seeing how that affects that business and uh, seeing how things are changing really our interview with peter rowe um well i'm here with uh, pete rowe from decoit studios uh, just in little Co- uh, great little uh, great Cotswolds. great Cotswolds, right. one of the others um yeah. but i mean his studio here uh where uh, local famous band mammoth and the drummer have happened to have uh, recorded as well uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, Pete, just interested, really, about how things operate in the studio. Obviously, <clears throat> things have changed over the last, ooh, maybe seven or eight years, or definitely five years, with, you know, everything being digital and people doing things at home and all that sort of stuff. So, how do things work here in your studio? How, how sure. do things operate? Well, uh, yeah, you're quite right, Sean, in what you suggest. Um, yeah, the music industry, I think, has been through a massive change this last, maybe, say, 15 years. And um, we're at the position now whereby digital technology really is king in, in as much as bands or individual musicians can record a record, an album, in their bedroom, can mix it, master it, get it online, effect- effectively market it as well. So the whole kind of uh, the role of the studio, commercial studio, has changed considerably, I would say. I think the big, you know, the impact started maybe 10, 15 years ago where a lot of the bigger, expensive studios were struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, the popularity then arose in the smaller studios like myself where you get, you know, people were paying eight, nine hundred pounds a day. They, they could then go into a studio for 400 quid a day. Um, you come to a studio like mine for, say, 200 quid a day. And now I'm finding that actually with the advent of all the music technology courses and education in music, um, guys now can buy a Mac and record an album at home. Yeah. So the, the kind of role of the studios changed dramatically, I think. There's been a gradual, I suppose, erosion of work in that sense with the, with the commercial studio. But there are advantages of coming to a studio. I mean, you know, if someone's all right, they do some home uh, demos effectively at home, and then they, they get the idea, actually, we want to do this properly. And yeah. obviously with your experience and people sure. running studios like this, you know, you can do things quicker because you're not messing around, you're not learning. You've done your learning. Sure. You're there. Sure. Sure. So what, what bands are coming here? How do you... How, what, well, who are you attracting? Then? Yeah, okay. I suppose I'm attracting people. I mean, it's always a demand. I, I'm very much into analog technology. I've got tape machines and old desks and so on. And there'll always be a, a sort of romanticism about that, surrounding that area. So I get bands that want to come in and record loud drums, maybe real piano. Um, they want to. They've got an old amp. They want to crank up and put a couple of nice old valve mics on. There's a demand for that still, and there always will be. Um, so I guess there's always that. Um, that's always going to be valid. But you know, as you know, Sean, a lot of time now to, in making a record, I would say I don't know. There's a small percentage of time actually recording, mm. and, uh, and maybe ten percent of the time, I'd, I would think, ninety percent of the time is actually mixing, and editing, and squaring things up, um, and and that's where you know a lot of those editing, a lot of those features can be can be you know carried out at home. Um, where you're not really paying an hourly so or daily rate. Do you for find it, people so. come in just to do the the physical thing, the recording, yeah. and then take it yeah, away? Yeah, then? yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, nowadays, yeah. you know, I, I had a phone call yesterday. A band, they, they want to do an album. They want to come in for two days and record the drums. Then they'll take it home mm. and and um, and layer things up accordingly. Yeah. I mean, there's. 
I'm not saying I'm a great fan of that way of working because I think with that comes a certain sound to a record. Um, I think there's a certain energy that comes with four or five people in a room playing together. Yeah. Recording yeah. together, nailing it. Uh, it's a moment in time and you capture that. Mm. Um, and if it's not right, you do it again. Do it again. That's the one. And you yeah, get the Yeah, if you take. do it so piecemeal, piecemeal, you think, well, what yeah. am I actually listening to? I'm listening yeah. to a, a, an yeah. accumulation of, yes. of two months' work, not, yeah. not, not an event, aren't it's you? It's kind really? of a different exercise. Yeah. It's a different headspace. Yeah. And I think that when you listen to a record made in 1973, one thing that's almost certain is that you know the majority of people were there together at that time. They caught that moment. Mm. And I do think if you get... Um, charismatic people in a room together playing the, the sum of the parts is greater than the individual parts so I think yeah. you can create something that's quite magical yeah. and when you listen to some records I think they've captured that yeah. and there are mistakes in there and they do speed up and slow down and I think that's how we operate as humans yeah I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that no. it's, it's the human side of it isn't it yeah. you know, yeah. and, you know, um, and, I, and I feel that a lot of modern music does sound very mechanised because it's Perfectly in time to a click, where it's where it's not been played. Yeah, you can almost sort of almost hear the click going yeah. on. Think this is too perfect. Yeah, that's right. And it's kind of a, it's nailed down and it's corrected. It's adjusted. It's pitch shifted. It's auto tuned. It's kind of tuned up afterwards. It's you know the key can be changed. Things can be fixed afterwards, and they invariably are. But I think what that leads to is not necessarily a true representation of the artist. Mm. It can be. It can sound great though. You know, admittedly. Makes you know, wonder, could they then do that live? In any yeah, way? well, this is it. <laughs> That's the next know. thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, so, whilst I understand the change and embrace it to some degree, I do think that there's a, um, a flip side, and that is that we, we, there are certain skills as musicians which have actually been sort of got round and been cheesed mm. a little bit. Mm. I think a good band that rehearse a lot, play a lot, and record together, for me at least, maybe it's my age, <laughs> but for me, it has a certain sort of um, charisma to it, and that's sure. what that's what I personally want to see. But, but you know, I'm 45; I'm not 15. <laughs> so you know, who yeah, am I to yeah, judge yeah, kids? Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, it, that, but um, but you <clears> say, but you're doing this. Here's your business now, yeah. and your your business is, is still yeah. developing, and yeah. and you're looking to the future, then, aren't you? Yeah. So how are you? Yeah. How are you uh, sort yeah. of uh, uh, fitting in with these changes, and 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 well, where, where do you see the future of the sure. studio? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm not one for trying to stop um, advancement in any way, and I I, I recognise it as I said before. But I think what I do, I, I, I will always have probably an, an analogue studio to capture the music that I want to make and the way I want to make mm. it and people like me, probably like yourselves. Mm. But um, what I intend to do with Decoit Studios is to expand and supply um, you know, people with the facilities. The way, the way people are working now, I want to try and supply that kind of facility for people. So my vision is to have a, a studio with a big live room, a shared live room, and um, from that, there's lots of little editing suites uh, where people have their, their Mac, their laptop in, um, and it's connected into the live room, and supply a soundproofed, acoustically treated room at a very reasonable, affordable rent rate, you know, mm. so that people have that facility. So they've sure. got, they've got the, the chance of coming in and recording drums onto tape, if that's what they want to do, and then they can fly the material back into their little studio and do all the editing they like. So I, mm. I recognise the change, and I... I'm certainly not scared of it. No. I, I embrace it, but I, I kind of am aware of it. Sure. And I think yeah. there, there is a way to kind of, you know, on a business level to, to cater for that and to still be successful as, mm. as a studio. And also, just uh, <coughs> on the name there, Decoys. I mean, yes. that's the name of the, your band as well, isn't it? The Decoys. For sure, yeah. Decoys. For sure. So, yeah. Uh, the active at the moment, you've got, you got much coming up? Um, yes, yeah, we have been. Actually, well, I'd say we are. We've got, we've got six gigs in July, for example, locally, from as far as Bristol to Oxford and Swindon and roundabout. 
Um, we've had six weeks off, actually, because Neil, the guitar player, his wife has had a baby. Ah, so right, we've had yeah. to blow out a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but no, we've just literally got had a session last night, and we're back on it again this week. So we've um, we've got plenty to do. We've got a new album in the pipeline. Ah, right. Okay, new album. Last one. I know you've been talking about that. that for two years, nearly, <laughs> weren't you? And eventually, it's a pick. Come on, then. Yeah, yeah. And well, I've heard the yeah. Destiny, isn't it? That's the last. That was your, um, was that your last Destiny? Not Gravity, Destiny. was it? Gravity, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Gravity. We did a, little, yeah. a video for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure, sure. That, that's on the new album coming, yep, is it? Yep, yep, yep. We've got... So how many new tracks have we got? We've got 12... Nailed, to use your oh, phrase. Oh, wow, then. yeah. No. <laughs> well, we've got 12 <laughs> tracks, probably none nailed. All <laughs> oh, right. But, okay. but going back to what I was saying earlier, that's probably because the way... With, with this album, I want to go even more um, to a, a live uh, way of recording. And um, I do have some restrictions with the studio I'm using at the moment in terms of the size of the live room. So that's another reason for getting this bigger space. It's oh, so you mean you'd like to have all the band yeah. more or less playing at yeah, the same absolutely, time? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So going oh, back right. to what I was saying yeah, earlier, it's, yeah, um, the new, the new yeah. studio plays a big role in this new album for me because I want to have a situation whereby we are all in one big room, the amps are kind of zoned off a bit, but yeah. there's loads of spill, we're all in there together. Brilliant. And I think, I and I struggle to do that effectively. Of course, but yeah, the volume yeah. we play, yeah, we're quite yeah, loud. Yeah, yeah. It, it works in my studio with a, with a fairly quieter band, a sort of jazz or blues band a bit more easily. But for the, the stuff we're into, it's quite in your face. And mm. I get a lot of drum spill on, on the, um, a lot of snare drum on the mics and so on, on, on the guitars. And so this new space will actually help us to do that. So that isn't a cop-out, sure. No, okay. All actually, right, actually right. it is a cop-out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're, you're yeah. playing uh, the, yeah. uh, well, it's not called the Arts Festival, is it? The Farringdon Festival in oh, a yes. couple of weeks' time? Yeah, I think so. Do you, I think you know what time did you say? Yeah, I think it's, that's the 9th of July, but Saturday daytime, I think it's 2 o'clock-ish. 2 o'clock, great. Square. Well, yeah. look forward to that. Probably hear you from a long way away. Yes, yeah, yeah, I <laughs> Definitely so. looking forward to it. Yeah. So just going back to the uh, studio there, um, obviously you'd, you'd, you'd be interested in bands coming and getting in touch with you. Is there, what's the best way them to get in touch with you? Got a website? Is that the yeah, best thing? Absolutely. Yeah. The um, there's a website, decoitstudios.co. No, it's not. Decoitstudios.com. Beg your pardon. www.decoitstudios.com is probably the way to find out information about the studio and, and the sort of clients I've worked with in the past sure. and what I do and how I do it. Um, uh, we've got, I think there's a Facebook page, the Decoits on Facebook. I think You're right, there is. I have. Yeah, yes, there I is. Think yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. there's also a Facebook page for Decoit Studios. I'm sure there is. I think the MySpace these days has seemed to have taken a bit of a hit. Yeah, and it does, doesn't, it doesn't it? seem to be as effective as it was. Yeah, it's slow as well, anyway. It's very isn't it? slow. Yeah. And it used to be everyone's sort of cup of tea, but now I feel it's Facebook, it's, isn't it? Facebook seems yeah. to be the way. Um, we do have a website as well for the band, which is www.thedecoits.co.uk so um, I'm sure if you were to type in The Decoits you would get a host of stuff yeah you know, great well there. looking forward to the new album and Thank you. Uh, good luck for the future and the development of Decoits Studios yeah, thanks very much indeed great thanks very much cheers, cheers. I know uh, last year when the Decoits played down there the Arts Festival Arts Festival oh bollocks I got it wrong again uh, whatever it is the festival uh, they got there about 11 o'clock in the morning it's the only slot they were uh, available to them no drums. They had to go home, get their own kit and set up, and unfortunately uh, cut their set short a little bit. So hopefully they're now doing a more reasonable time of day. I think around at two o'clock. I think Pete was saying there. So definitely uh, get down there and uh, give them us give them all our support. Uh, a superb band to say. Uh, we'll be playing a little bit more of their music during the year from them. 
Anyway, uh, a track now from Mammoth and the Drum, uh, uh, a track that's uh, from a forthcoming EP, should be available in about weeks and months or whatever it's going to be. This one's called Glorious Day, or such a glorious day, or, or, or it is a, it is a glory, it's such a, it's such a glorious day. Such a glorious day, what 
such a glorious day. Uh, I hope it is. Hope it's going to be in a few weeks' time anyway when the arts fest. Oh, the festival gets off the ground, and it's definitely going to be getting off the ground because Daniel Pullen's a man on the pulse. He's got his finger on the pulse, finger, thumb, fingers, everything's on the pulse, and he's the man who's going to make sure it actually takes off the ground. So uh, there's been a lot of talk. Is it going ahead? The publicity's out. It's starting to go. It's starting to grow. Things are going to happen. So let's have a word with Daniel and get a bit, a bit more of a feel about what we're going to be expecting in a couple of weeks' time on... Uh, 8th, 9th, 10th of July, all those a little bit during the couple of during the week before as well, and uh, during the few there's, uh, there's some stuff going on on the 3rd of July as well. So uh, it lasts about a week, but mainly 8th, 9th, 10th of July. So let's go to that interview with Daniel Pullen. Well, I'm here with uh, Daniel Pullen, who's part of the uh, committee for the this year's new. Well, it's not called Arts Festival; it's just the Farina Festival. It's just the right? Festival. Yeah. Uh, Why well, the first question? Why drop the arts then? Um, I think a lot of people were put off by the idea of arts and they, yeah. they were more interested in, because, it, because there was a lot of music yeah. uh, in previous festivals, uh, where does the arts come from? Okay. And so um, I, I think we still got a bit of arts in there, yeah. but generally it's just going to be Farringdon Festival. Okay, well that's good. Well anyway, here I am with Daniel, talking about this year's uh, Farringdon Festival. And uh, Daniel, who's just taken on a key role within the committee to uh, pull things together, make sure it all runs smoothly. Just sits here grinning, thinking, "Will it run smoothly?" Of course, it will. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, what, what, what are the highlights going to be for this year's festival? And what, what are we going to be expecting to see in three weeks' time or four weeks' time? Well, of course, we're going to expect a lot of music over the, the three days. Um, and I mean, the the weekend um, is the main part of it, but it will be running for probably uh, the whole week. There will mm. be things going on in different areas and different activities going on. Um, for example, um, in the Farringdon Library, mm-hmm. um, they have a history room, oh, and right, yeah. um, I think it's quite important to promote Farringdon's history. There's a lot yeah, of absolutely. history that very, um, yeah. you know very few people know about. So mm. you know, throughout the whole week, they'll have the history room open. With any luck, they'll have a, a dis- display as well of mm. the artifacts and uh, interesting things like our old uh, photographs of the town and how much it's changed over the years. Yeah, and okay. um, you know, Farringdon is a very interesting town, and not a lot of people know about. You know, what, there are, there are yeah, yeah, I think there's something definitely interesting parts we've got to, we've got to draw people's uh, attention to. Yeah. I know one thing uh, that's uh, been in my mind from when I originally spoke to Nick a couple of months ago was this idea that there are some pianos around town which people can that's right. not just play with, but actually not play, but play with. Is that yeah, right? That's right. What, what is it then? But basically, the, there will be pianos dotted around the whole town, and if you see one, pop yourself on, have a, have a go, have a play. And... Uh, you know, it'll be good fun. It'll be it's something different as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not only that, there will be a piano somewhere around the town which you can paint, and right, we're going to call okay. that paint a piano. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that would be good fun, not just for um, adults to play, children to play, but to uh, anyone to have a have a laugh. Well, with, sort really. of a touch of the um, I think last year was the sort of touch of Burners, wasn't it? That's well, it was right. The unusual aspect yeah. of Lord Burners from uh, from behind us here. So that's uh, reminiscent of that, really, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what were the main main attractions for this year's festival then? Main attractions, well, as I said, there's the history room in um, the Farringdon Library, but if you're not interested in that, uh, um, going back to the art side of things, there are art exhibitions and f- photo exhibitions, um, particularly in the Old Town Hall and right, okay. uh, the Piano Gallery up London Street. Oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah. There will be uh, pictures from the Farringdon Art Society mm-hmm. um, and sculptures as well. So, you know, we're still sticking with that aspect. 
Um, there'll be a theatre p- performance in the Old Catholic Hall. Um, oh, right, yeah, yeah. It's uh, with Liz, Liz Rothschild, mm-hmm. who um, she's doing a theatre laboratory, and then um, throughout the whole theater day. Theatre laboratory. That's what, right. What, do you know what that means? Um, what have you just read there? Oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I do have it. I do Go have on it. Then, tell us what uh, that well, means. I, she, she's worked for many years as a performer, a writer, and director, and uh, she's working on improvisation. Oh, right. Okay. And so yeah. what she does, she, and she's chucking away the idea of having a set script yeah, yeah. and she she would just work with it improv and oh. um, at the end of the day she she have about 12 people who volunteer to do this and at the end so of the day so it's a bit of audience participation then in some respect is it uh, possibly or, yeah. yeah and then um, yes at the end of the day people will come and yeah. see what they've done what progress they've made throughout the day and hopefully oh, right. it'll be a huge success yeah. um, okay. And that is called Inside Out, and that's on third of July. That's on the third of um, July, okay. and the performance starts. So that's at 7:30. the week before the main event, then, really. Isn't that's it? right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, on the the weekend of the main event, sort of the ninth, tenth, eleventh, is it right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, the no, eighth, eight, ninth, 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 tenth. Um, we've got music as usual in the marketplace. Absolutely, yeah. Um, um, and we also have stalls with lots of food stalls, arts oh and craft right, yeah, stalls. Yeah. And um, I'm sure there'll be other members of society like the police and uh, mm. fire brigades and things like that. Um, just, you know, promoting... Uh, you know, so what bands have we got playing this year? What bands have we got? We have, on the Friday night, we have uh, Matthew Little um, and Aaron Keylock. They're young guys that mm-hmm. are... Um, you know, they've been playing for music for quite a, a long time, but uh, are still relatively young, around about 12, 13 years old. Um, right. Disclosure, very famous band r- within Farringdon. Yes, I think they're regulars at here, aren't they? That's, Portwell, aren't that's they? right, I've yeah. played here definitely a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, know, I, do, I do know them, yeah. They're, yeah. And so um, they're, they're into their rock music and things like that. Uh, Charlie Baxter, don't know whether you know Yeah, Charlie. yeah, he's been on Farringdon Radio, played he's, some he's of him, yeah. Fantastic, yeah, very yeah. different, but yeah. definitely. Is he on his own or has he got a band he's, with him? He's on his own, I he's believe. Own. Yeah, well, that's all he needs, isn't yeah. it? I've seen him, definitely. And headlining Friday night is Hyper Muse, which is a kind of cover band for Muse. Oh, but, right, uh, yeah. They're a very, very good band, so okay. uh, that'll, yeah. that'll be fun and interesting. I understand this year there's a secondary stage as well. That's uh, right, it's the Mad Stage with Sam Prince. Okay. And he set up a stage for um, lots of other young artists to perform on there and that'll be not all young I'm playing there myself oh, are you? oh I'm young oh, oh, you're young enough. oh that's right okay old young artists even good yeah and where's that going to be then that uh, that's behind the Portwell Angel uh, just round the back near uh, oh, Portwell Courtyard it's been called that's right, right? Yeah, yeah it sounds good yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I've seen the stage set up now very substantial stage yeah. that's good okay and um, what about anything uh, in particular for children is there any particular aspect we can uh, oh, entice uh, the children into to play and participate in? Absolutely. As I mentioned, there's painted piano, but uh, also on uh, Sunday the 10th, there's um, Pat Thomas Butchers. They very kindly lent us to, uh, their window oh, to right. um, do like ch- mural paint paintings. And oh, right. Oh, good. That'd be so, um, yeah, lots of kids can yeah. just wreak havoc with that. Yeah, um, great. And uh, there will also be... Um, chalk so you can draw on the pavement yeah. and things like that and we're, we're looking into having a paddling pool with pink paint and for youngsters to put their feet oh on and walk around the town me. and paint, you hear that paint parents? the town you hear that parents? <laughs> pink paint for p- pad- to paddling okay all but right. that, that that's <laughs> reminiscent with the um, pig- pink pigeon society. Yeah, quite. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, painting the town pink, I think, yeah. is. Different. And have you booked the weather? Uh, <laughs> at, at the moment, we're hoping obviously it's going to be good weather, but we have um, bought ourselves a whole load of umbrellas for 
people to buy if they they wish. Oh right. Um, okay. So we're, we've come prepared, I think. Yeah. No. no, it'll be good weather. It'll be good weather. I'm sure it will be. I understand the uh, Farringdon Youth Centre, Farringdon Phaser, are going to be uh, quite actively involved in this event as well. Like That's what, correct. What, yeah. what role are they playing then? Well, on the Friday night, they, uh, they're setting up a shelter for anyone to hire out a beanbag and just chill out, mm-hmm. uh, have some fun. But also, I mean, it promotes Phase. Mm. Uh, not a huge amount of people know about it, and particularly, you know, the community and the parents, sure. you know, who want to know more about it. And yeah. I think it's definitely a great thing for the community mm. and a great thing for young people. I think. Um, you know, uh, Farringdon ha- needs to be represented by not just people like me and, you know, the older generations. Mm. There, there are young people out there. Great. And yeah. uh, on the Saturday afternoon, they're doing um, a skate park thing at the Phase. Oh, right, um, yes. With a barbecue and, yeah. uh, again, chill out. And with any luck, they'll uh, be listening to Invasion Radio, who, right, um, yeah. you know, will be playing the Farringdon Arts Festival through their radio station mm-hmm. and uh, you know the young guys can get to listen to the festival while going out on their skateboards and yeah, having a bit yeah. of a laugh. Great. So uh, yeah, um, Farringdon Phase are doing a huge... huge Invasion event. Radio competition then? Yeah, I think so, maybe. <laughs> great. All right, well thanks so much for that, Danny. That's great and uh, definitely looking forward to it. And um, well, hopefully we've got, we got a few more weeks before the event comes ahead so maybe we can get together and have another chat uh, in a couple of weeks' time to... Keep pushing the arts festival for everybody. The festival. The Farringdon Festival. Farringdon I'll get festival, it, I'll get it right yeah. eventually. I know <laughs> I will. I spoke to Sam Prince about it and I kept going it wrong. I was chatting to him. So, great. Well, thanks very much for that. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. Well, things definitely uh, do seem to be getting uh, uh, coming together now. As I say, there's been a lot of talk about the arts festival. Oh, one day I will get it right. Just as they probably change it back to the arts festival in a couple of years' time, no doubt. The festival definitely getting uh, it's coming together there. So, uh, good luck to... Uh, uh, all the gang, all the committee down there, and Sam, Neil, like everybody who's uh, uh, all pulling, pulling uh, in the right direction to doing all that effort as well, which uh, we all appreciate. And uh, uh, Sheila, and uh, oh, so many people, really, so many people. Um, anyway, uh, just before we go to our last piece of music, uh, Adam Lipinski, who will be playing at this year's festival. Yes, do get it right. Let's just a bit of a roundup of uh, what else is going on maybe during the next two weeks that uh, you might be interested in. What's on my, on my list here? Friday the 24th, Disclosure, also playing at the festival, who will be doing an unplugged session at the Portwell Bar. Saturday 25th, The Mad People, Sam and Hillary, uh, will be got a, a, an outdoor music event, a sort of smaller music events as a build-up to the Arts Festival, effectively, really, in the Portwell Courtyard. I think it's a bit of an open mic, although I think he would definitely like you to book in if possible. So if you want to get in touch with Sam through Facebook, uh, Sam Prince, or just put Mad into Facebook, uh, they're still looking for some acts, I think, for that. So that's Saturday the 25th. Also, during the uh, on the evening, Saturday the 25th, the man with the stereo hands, Neil Dwerry House, will be playing the cellar Portwell uh, the Portwell Bar, the, uh, the Cellar Bar in the Portwell. On Sunday, the 3rd of July, it's the 15-minute club, uh, around there at the Red Line. So not everything goes on at the Portwell. There are other places as well. And on Friday, the 8th of July, the Macmillan Cancer Charity, uh, celebrating 100 years and having a, a quite a substantial evening ball, really. Evening wear, uh, black tie, etc. Uh, dinner, dance... £35, live music, disco, etc. If you're interested in that, supporting a good cause, uh, 
contact. Uh, don't have a name, but it's uh, Farringdon244108. Uh, or just look it up on uh, Jenny's uh, What's On, uh, where I get all my information from, I must admit, because I know nothing else that's going on unless anybody tells me. But if you do want anything to be promoted, please do get in touch and I'll tell everybody all about it. I'll tell the world. Anyway, that's uh, coming to the uh, end of this year's, this this year's, no, not the end of the year, this couple of weeks show. Uh, back in a couple of weeks' time, I think it's something like the, uh, oh, what would that be then? I think that would be something like the 3rd of July. 3rd of July, so we'll have some more time to talk about the festival and chatting to more people down there. The organisers giving them even more detail of what's going on. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. But just finish off with uh, Adam Lipinski, who uh, sounds like he was uh, a member of the Ruttles at some stage. Uh, those of you, Some of you will know what that means. And this is a song called Losing My Mind. <laughs> 